0: We are back with another episode here of In Space with Chris Conner. I am your host as always. Joining me here, we got a we got a, uh, a guest that's been here three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times now. Coach Mike Cipri and Coach Sit was good with you.
1: Can't call it, man. Thanks for being having me. Good to be here again, brother.
0: Appreciate it, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we we figured this out. Um, this, this episode of In Space is brought to you here by DraftKings. Y'all see the code at the bottom, the one five for the 150. New York Life as well for those that need insurance, don't we all? And it's also brought to you here by Bergsaw law firm. Check this out, y'all. The official injury lawyers of Crew Media located at 918 Poitras Street, right by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413. If you or if somebody you know has been involved in an accident, be sure to mention that we sent you birdsaw law firm the official lawyers of Buku media now now that we got a word for from our sponsors we got some basketball to talk about real quick mike um so i wanted to dive into the you know the pelicans as of i mean we are currently recording uh, the night of the second second game or second stay in utah um but the pelicans had their win streak uh snapped a couple nights ago seven in a row um and you know as always that brings conversation every win brings conversation that that's way above yeah maybe you know like the middle ground of sorts and every loss you know you'll see overreactions on both sides now i do want to give some type of uh you know observance to say winning street talk a little bit about some of the ways that you can get back to create another winning street and also hey all wasn't lost in that utah game he was on that downhill run he restarted and then took another
1: yes indeed yeah so yeah man um first things first
0: mike when you get rolling and you finish an emotional high beating Phoenix back to back in New Orleans. Just taking care of pretty much a, a good majority of those games um from that road, I mean from that winning streak at home, beating OKC, you know, um w- without the free throws, kind of trying to find your footing, footing, and then really taking off, beating Denver. So on and so forth. being some good teams in this in yeah. this stretch, um, having all of the attention that was that was brought. Being first in the West, but also the way that the first game against Phoenix ended and then doubling back a night later or two nights later and doing it pretty much all over to him again. um the first thing I want to know is, from your perspective, what does that kind of run, that kind of confidence even with playing without certain guys? What does that do for a team, particularly this young?
1: I uh, you hit right on the age first um listening to Larry on a pod earlier. And he was mentioning like Jose, Naji, Trey. Uh, I, I think that us playing this well during this streak, it's it's impressive that you know you can throw all guys that are that young, that aren't seasoned veterans, and and have to play. You know, certain guys have to play extended minutes. Dyson being 19, don't go, don't play. He doesn't play at all, and he's getting thrown into the starting lineup. Same with Naji. Do dudes don't play at all at some points. So A very minimal. At some points in the season, and they come in and they just like, look, Bi's gonna be out, hers gonna be out. Y'all gotta play, y'all are up, and they're ready to roll. And you go and win seven straight, and you gain some confidence through all of that. I think um, I think that's impressive. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I that I got from the streak was that no matter the opponent, you know, and kind of no matter the no matter with the lineups looking like, you know, it's the old next man up situation. But you, it's always that with veteran teams, though. Teams that have been together three, four, five, six years, not the team that's been together basically two seasons, um, including Zion, because he hadn't played in, what, two seasons? I mean, almost – I mean, more than at least one season, rather. Yeah. So, now he's just 22 years old. So, you got a bunch of babies on the court, to put it in perspective, and they were handling the business, and, you know, it just culminated in, in beating Phoenix back-to-back games at home – The second one I I thought would have been a tough one because you got to keep that same energy from the end of the first game and we brought it to him the second one.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and as we have learned from around the league, some of the other younger teams that are kind of trying to find their way or that are struggling right now, you know, um, it's not as easy, no matter the opponent, um, as the Pelicans have made it look as of recent.
1: Ain't that right, Mm -hmm. Coach Steve Clifford? Until uh – until we care about something besides how many points we score, we're not going to win much. Can't play like that.
0: You know, I, I I mean, I I try to what I try to remember in these uh, in these moments, like, you know, losing streets are going to happen throughout the season. Winning streets are going to happen. But held it took what well, it's been like four. It, it was four years before the Pelicans had won, I think, even five in a row. Five. Yeah. Right. Five. So to get there and then to add an additional two against a um the first game, a healthy Phoenix Suns team. And in the second game, while they weren't right, and you haven't been right at from you know 100 percent in a little bit, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. the majority of games that have been played, you've been missing someone, but like you mentioned, doing it where you know, it's almost a playoff-style environment. You know, everything, both sides yep. know what the other side is going to do, and they're supposedly pissed off, right? It, it, it's hard to beat a team like Phoenix back-to-back, whether they have Booker in the lineup, or if if two out of those three between Book, Aiden, and CP are there, you know, I mean, they've proven, especially since Chris Paul's gotten there, ever since that bubble, really, that they're a hard team to put away.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so
0: you know, um, I do want to I do want to shed some light there. Now moving forward. The goal from here is the next winning streak. You know, it was putting this behind you. It was a lot of fun moments there. We got um, you know, a lot of quotables, a lot of fun, a lot of fun moments, the you know, videos and memes and things that came of it. We saw um Zion being mentioned in MVP conversations. Yeah, we saw a lot cool. of role players stepping up. Najee, what's up, brother? I just
1: feel like I'm tougher than everybody in the world, so that's just what it is.
0: I, I I'll never get tired of that video. I I, I just I just won't, man. But on the member you,
1: of the stand Club, baby.
0: Yeah, man. Yo, ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? Like, yes, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Najee dog it, it's um it's very it's very interesting as a guy coming in, coming in undrafted. People, you know, nobody really knew. You know, around the um, you know the fans that watch the team, you really you, you didn't know what to expect.
1: And if I remember mm-hmm. correctly,
0: he didn't get off to the to the greatest of starts. Had a few games in the starting lineup mm-hmm. coming off the bench where he just didn't find his footing, and then he kind of took off. Um, it's cool to see him having those moments and being like, I don't know how much is being talked about, but he's turning into one of those leaders in that locker room. So, but yeah. there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of positive thoughts, but you take a loss to Utah, your second loss of the year. Before the third game, when you look at not just the loss in total, because we know that we know that the shooting—it's you know you you could try attempt to replicate that shooting performance, and it, you know it's going to be tough, right? That's how bad they shot. Zion turned the ball; right. they missed a lot of uncharacteristic shots. They shot the you know they they didn't shoot free throws well, and Utah attacked them kind of very similar to the first matchup in ways the Pelican yeah, yeah. They didn't have a whole bunch of answers for it. What does the matchup – do you think the matchup against Utah is something a – is it more about Utah or is it more about the Pelicans coming into
1: the matchup tonight? It's got to be about us Um, because now you have to – it's the second team in a row that we're playing them back-to-back, you know, with, with Phoenix at the crib and then Utah on the road. So I think tonight, tonight will say more about us. And and doing that, if we can find a way to manufacture a split on the road uh, against an opponent who just beat you, you know, kind of the same way Phoenix was probably thinking when they were when we played them last last weekend. Mm-hmm. We just want to get the split. and You don't want to get swept in the season, Seriously, either. Because at the end of the day, if you you don't need you don't need these types of you don't need a sweep by Utah, and all of a sudden that comes into play on the back end of the season if you fight for playoff season. So I'm pretty sure that 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 that's factor, and then to some of the guys as well well we got to take care of business because we don't want to get swept by this team in the season series and you just want to get out of there with a win you know you're you playing in a young you're playing in an energetic building down here vibes are super high um real good winning streak and then you got to go all the way out larry mentioned the altitude and it was tough to kind of play you know it was cold and depressing in utah you just want to try to get a win and survive and get the heck up out of there no matter how you win whether you win by one or 21 just get a win so if this young team can just manufacture something good, uh, I think it says a lot about us and how we shake back um, and turn seven in a row into eight out of nine. It just maybe this game was a blip on the radar.
0: So do you? Because this this leads into basically what we'll what we'll end with about um, some of the individuals that have been talked about a lot in in losses and and in some wins. Jonas Valanciunas, C.J. McCollum. And as of late, right, Trey Trey Murphy's going through you know stretch of kind of you know just uh, you know the ups and downs of a, of a regular season. He um, by yeah. this time last year he was on his way to to the bench, right, pretty much glued to the bench, and then soon after yep. that to the to the G League for you know for a little bit, and then back up, and, and then the minutes were inconsistent. But after um, a really good start, then a few games off, then. Five or six games backstro. Now he's having a few games again where he's, where teams are adjusting, and now he has to make some some extra adjustments. Um Before we get to JV and CJ, what do you think is the most? If you were coaching Trey Murphy, what would you be telling him right now as he's trying to kind of you know live up to the start and a lot of the expectations that the fan base and everybody that's that, that's
1: watching him, even opponents are kind of holding them to? i tell, I tell Trey, like, if you're going to be a shooter, shoot the ball, no matter whether you're making it or missing it. Because the last thing, you know, I, I don't know if you mentioned it on Twitter. I forgot who it was, but he passed up on on a corner three. And as somebody who's described as a shooter and everybody in the league knows he can shoot, who can put it on the deck a little bit and create for himself, obviously he can get to the cup and put people in the rim. When, when you guys like him are passing up shots – it's written all over them, their character that they're pressing. That you know they're kind of panicking. And one thing I had a teammate tell me like, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be that, you got to be that no matter you're good or you're bad. So I tell Trey like, suit the rock. You, that's the that's the one thing you do better than a lot of people in the league. You're just going through a stretch where you're just not making shots, and he's it's not like he's taking bad ones. It's not like he's one of those guys where I'm gonna take a whole bunch of tough ones until I get my rhythm right but what I don't want Trey to do is just pass up on good looks because he's afraid of missing. Cause then you'll become a liability. Uh, maybe not, maybe not over a stretch of games, but just for that moment. So if you, if you're not going to shoot it, bro, then don't play. Cause that's, that's what makes you, you to be honest with you. So
0: closing out here, Mike, um,
1: Jonas and
0: CJ in at the level that Zion's playing right now on both sides of the floor, offensively and defensively, most nights all he really is going to need is a little bit of help.
1: Okay? Yeah.
0: Um, and two of the guys that you're paying, one you're paying a lot more money than the other, but two but two of the individuals with Brandon Ingram being out, Herb Jones working himself back out, but even, even with the healthy Herb Jones, two of the guys that are supposed to be guys that can pretty much give you 20 uh, each night or any night. Are kind of struggling, or and or have been inconsistent. We've we've watched Jonas yeah. have trouble staying on the floor. Right, some nights he'll go out and play twenty plus minutes. Other nights he may only play fifteen, depending on the matchup. Inconsistency right. with um, taking care of matchups and opponents, and having his way when the team needs him. Um, and there've been nights, maybe, like the first two games start the year and the the, uh, the series with the Bulls, where he played fantastic. Yeah. Um, but CJ, when you look at, when you look at these two guys right now, when you look at Yonis, you look at CJ, what do you think is the most important part or what's going to be most important for them to be a part of being big parts consistently of helping this team get on another winning streak, even if it's not seven, um, or if it is it just a, is it just a matter? Is it just a matter of time?
1: I think them dudes are veteran enough, they've seen enough of the league. Um, you know, obviously, CJ being in the league a, a decade, same with JV, that it's just a matter of time. Um, I, I, I'm I more concerned with CJ because, well, not, not as much as I was maybe seven games ago, but I'm more concerned with CJ because he was really, 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 he was one of those guys that was gonna shoot himself back into rhythm no matter how difficult the shot was. And but that's cause all he knows. That's cause that's all he's known. That's all he's yeah. ever been was bucket getter. And he I think I think I think he's smart enough to watch the film and self-evaluate and figure out like, okay, let my young boys get me easy shots. Let me get it to Najee early. He can he can attack closeouts and he can pass it. And then I'll fi- it the ball will find me. Same with Zion. Let Zion create and take the pressure off me so I can just catch and shoot. JV's JV situation is difficult in that if it's a if it's a bad matchup out the gate, then not only is he working super hard on defense, he may not get the touches that he's want. Because I, I watched the possession where he couldn't chase down a, a defensive rebound, and then the the pace of the game just blew past him. Yeah, and he was last. He was last. Um, he was last up the court. So he'll never find a rhythm if the game is moving too fast. JV needs the game to slow down for him a little bit. Uh, I do think when BI gets back, uh, the DI does a good job of helping on the glass. But he can get into some of those early screen and roll actions, and he he does a good job of finding J, JV uh, in those early ball screen actions. And he's a willing post passer too. I think sometimes I've seen guys pass up JV when he's posting deep. Yes. And you just, every now and then, man, if that dude's working, you gotta even if he doesn't score, you just gotta let the ball touch his hands in a spot where he's comfortable. Right now, JV spaces a lot. He plays on the perimeter a lot. And I don't think he's super, super comfortable. And he can shoot it. He can shoot the three, but that's not what he prefers to do first. I think he prefers to play on the block. So I think the coaching staff has got to find a way to to find with the minutes they give him, find a way to get him touches where he's comfortable at within the flow of the game, though. Uh, I just think that it just depends on the matchup, unfortunately, for JV. Just the, the speed of the game is going too fast. He can't find the rhythm because he's not used to playing in the up and down pace. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a matter of time with the two of them because they're veterans and I think they'll get it figured out. Like I said, they've seen enough of the league and good wins and bad losses and, you know, good good and bad stretches individually. I think they can get it figured out over time, though. You just got to get healthy and stay healthy for a good stretch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know, I agree with that, Mike. I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, I've been trying myself to try to find ways to say, okay. You know what can how can you exercise the most out of Jonas, no matter who's out there, and I think you're starting to see with the way teams are are certain matchups are attacking the Pelicans, they really they just may not be a way. Now, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just going to be certain matchups, like you mentioned, where Larry's going to be a better option. You know, or 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 even Zion, who's who's played a lot of more a lot more minutes and successful minutes at the five this year than than the previous season, um, at the five, and so on and so be it. Or you know, maybe someone that they you know, acquired down the line. Um, and then for CJ, I mean, we're talking about one of the best jump jump shot makers in the game. Like a lot of his buckets come off jumpers. Mm-hmm. But I do remember last year where he used that ability to get himself into a lot of layups, a lot of runners, get into the free throw that's line. And, and, and that's what – in this period, specifically without B.I., I think when B.I. comes back, he'll be fine. A guy like B.I. is going to make life easier on – everybody once they start getting getting everything back and it's just it's how he is and bi shooting the ball well from deep like that part is going to help cj tremendously zion's going to be zion as long as you use him right and even sometimes when you don't use him right if he's in this mental capacity it's not gonna matter who's out there he's going to be phenomenal as generational right? as gen z but okay. you know cj for someone who's relying so much on his jump shot right now it's not falling his legs you know, kind of, you know, they come and go depending on the night, depending on the game. Right. Um, I'm really curious what he – the the other things that are done to kind of get him into rhythm, specifically early, whether it be a layup, whether it be a free – just just not just from play calls, off ball, but what he does in trying to get that rhythm going to where he's not searching to find it strictly through jumping – strictly through right. shooting the ball when – Right now to start the year, he's shooting like thirty-two percent from three. Sure. I think from the yeah. field, like forty percent it might be less than that. So um I'm with you though. I do think it's only a matter of time. Um so yeah, man. Um yeah, Mike, I I, I look forward to seeing how they respond. And I think I said on the recap that uh that we did that I, I I'm more I'd be more concerned or more um upset, even if you want to call it that or Scratching my head if they come out and lose by 20 again,
1: yeah, in the second yep.
0: matchup, right? I mean, that, that's what yep. you at, at that point you're like, okay, like that's that's weird. They mm-hmm. should they should find a way, I think, to re to uh, um, they should be settled. A lot of guys should be refreshed. You had an extra day off, you're settled, you didn't have to move anywhere, you didn't have to travel, you know, you should be inspired to come out and handle business. Um, that's pretty much all I got, man, Mike, coach. Let everybody know where they can follow you at, where they can l- read your content, what you got upcoming next. Flow is yours.
1: Uh, Coach Ship Nola, Twitter, uh, Coach Ship Nola, IG. Both handles are the same. And FDL Hoops. Uh, FDL stands for Film Don't Lie. That's where I'll put all of my scouting content. That'll be FDL Hoops on IG. Uh, a lot of content on there. I like I said, I don't go after I don't help the big guys out. I help the I help the small guys out, the the low majors, small college D2s, talk to agents, help guys just kind of get their names out there, get their uh get their games out there. So, you know, like I said, Coach Sip Nola, Instagram and Twitter and FDL hoops, I run I run that. That's the IG Scouting account and you know, that's where you can find me at if I'm in front of the film man, or in front of the TV watching basketball. Something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. Pelicans fans, appreciate y'all pulling up. Nine Pelicans fans, y'all keep pulling up. Um but <laughs> I wanna I wanna close out here. Remember, it can always be worse. Take hey, two free
1: throws, go up four, different ball game. So to me the rest doesn't matter. Have a chance to ice the game, miss both.
0: Oh man. You <laughs> appreciate y'all. You in space. We out.